It's DTS184, and we finally had our update from Bungie. Is it too little, too late? This is a complicated one. Let's start to unwrap it. You're listening to Destiny The Show. Destiny Show, the Destiny News Podcast, to keep you the guardian ahead of the curve in the world of Destiny. I'm BBK Dragoon. I'm joined as always by my great co-host, Diddy. Dude, this is a big week. I vote we dispense with the pleasantries <laughs> and just jump right into this one. What do you think? I do, I do want to ask one very important question. Yes. You said we're going to unwrap this one. Are we going to visit Tess or the Crypt Ark to oh, unwrap no. our... Rahul's got to feel like he's been replaced. No. <laughs> oh, wait. Uh, who's in the... The farm, Tyra Karn, I totally forgot. Yeah. Like, let's go visit her. She's probably nice. She's like, oh, finally, Where someone. Where is everybody? <laughs> oh, man. News. All right, so we got this week at Bungie, and we got the Destiny 2 development update. Why don't we do the TWAB first, because it was... <laughs> <laughs> Quite the twab. Let me tell you what, Diddy. What, what is the behemoth that is stored within there? Okay, I'm going to give this a shot. The twab said, go read the dev update. Faction Rally is coming back Tuesday, January 16th to Tuesday, January 23rd. Uh, hot fix coming soon. And movie of the week. Whew. That's big. That, that was a rough one. That was a really Oof. big update there. Wow. <laughs> Good thing good thing we've waited a month. No, no, the bulk of it's in that <laughs> development update. I will say, and this is no dig at anyone in particular, Cosmo's been, I can't help but feel like maybe Cosmo's been put out to dry a little bit because he just got back from his big paternal leave and now he's the guy writing the twabs. Where, what's Deej doing? I know Deej has been in a ton of meetings lately, but I haven't <laughs> seen him putting his name in, as the author on many of these pieces because Christopher Barrett wrote the dev update. So <laughs> where in the world yeah, it, are you? It, yeah, it is a big question. You know, Deej seems to be, you know, like a community or a manager of the community managers now. So we've got, we've got the Cosmo, we've got DMG coming in. And then, of course, we have, like you said, uh, Chris Barrett writing the dev update. And Chris Barrett has been uh, on point with some communication. So it's it's nice nice to see him uh, coming out of the woodworks and giving us some clarity on some things. He also has a very tough job. Like I said last week, they're in yes. a pickle. <laughs> so let's shoot straight. This is just my opinion. Everything today will probably be opinion-based from both of us regarding this update. Uh, I'll lay it on the table. By fall 2018, we will have a lot of improvements that make the game more similar to Destiny 1 Year 3. That in and of itself, though, is quite a big disappointment that waiting until fall 2018, we're essentially getting just all stuff back into the game that existed in Destiny 1, and we're having to wait now a bunch of time to get it. It's it's a rough one, man. What, what are your initial thoughts on the dev update? I mean, yeah, I... Of course, my expectations were very low because I didn't want to overhype myself and then be really disappointed. So now I'm just regularly disappointed. Um, it's I don't think anything, and we'll go into detail in just a second, but I don't think anything that they said is a good enough update soon enough, right? It's, it's like you said, fall 2018, 
to get back most of where Def Destiny 1 left off for a game that will be at that point a year old that's supposed to be a sequel. I mean, I just think that Bungie is... It, it's unfortunate that they're wasting all this time fixing the game that should have improved on where it left off and not where, uh, I don't know, Destiny 1 started, right? Yeah, no, it's it's hard to feel excited and grateful because you're like, oh, cool, private matches. Yeah, well, we, we had those. And, oh, Rumble <laughs> in, in fall 2018. Oh, okay. It's just so hard for me to sit here and go, why is it taking until fall 2018 to bring a lot of this stuff into the picture? And I understand it. It's a catch-22. And uh, what I mean by that is, are these updates good and important, and did they have to happen for Destiny to improve? And we will go through the specific updates here in a minute. Yes, they are. They were necessary. But the time frame that they're being executed upon indicates to me, it reveals a lot, that it's not an all-hands-on-deck approach. I feel like the timeline set for these updates, which many of which feel not like a giant commitment, not like something that would take a team of a few hundred people nine months to do i could totally be wrong i'm not in game development but what i mean by that is i wrote this down right after the update came out diddy they needed an all hands on deck approach in order to regain trust and respect and by all hands on deck i mean everybody working to salvage this as fast as possible players don't want to spend any more money on destiny 2 in a desperate hope that it'll get better eventually Unfortunately, the all-hands-on-deck method probably isn't possible. Bungie has blown their due dates again and again to the point where Activision likely will no longer afford them flexibility. Because of this, you now have the live team trying to pull off you know, whatever assets and extra team members they can to try and fix Destiny 2. On you know the A squad, the main squads that you know continue on building premium expansion content stuff that they're going to monetize full price expansion stuff. So Bungie will reap the rewards of their actions, which is going to be lower engagement numbers, lower expansion purchases, the hemorrhaging player count, and kind of the collapse of their influencer community. It sounds like super harsh, but honestly, if they don't earn the trust back really really quick. Who in their right mind is going to want to buy the TTK fall expansion? You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. I mean, this is the same company that gave us Destiny 1 and improved Destiny 1 significantly. So we know it can be done. It just, I don't, it shouldn't have had to happen this time around. And uh, to your point, it, it does seem like it's just the live team supporting Destiny 2 from here on out. And uh, the large majority of, Bungie has moved towards that next big project, whether it's Destiny 3 or whatever, maybe a mobile game or whatever they want to do for their next big project. Uh, but it does seem like the live team is going to be what we're going to have to you know, rely on moving forward. And it's, it's very evident that the live team is becoming, in my mind, Bungie's quote-unquote A team because the main, Bungie main, like Bungie Prime, that's what I'm going to call it, working on the next big project, they, they're probably just moved on, right? And the content that they have produced, Destiny 1 launch and Destiny 2 launch, have not been lived up to the hype, in my opinion. And yeah, uh, the live it's... team is the one that is going to improve it. Uh, it's just, like you said, it's a smaller team, going to take time to implement all those changes, and that's just really unfortunate. I want to see them succeed. I really do. I just think there's going to be quite the exodus this summer because... What's the uh, reasoning to stick around? Honestly, if you can just mm -hmm. go boot up Destiny 1 and have a better experience, because even when we do get to fall 2018 and most of these things are going to be in place, 
Destiny 1 Year 3 was still in a better spot. So it's just, uh, let's go through the specifics so we can dive into this a bit deeper. So for Eververse, they're shifting the balance of new content in favor of activity rewards over bright engrams. This includes adding ghosts, sparrows, and ships uh, to the achievement reward pools. We'll provide a gameplay path to earn bright engrams and all contained rewards, including event engrams. We'll give players more direct purchase options and make adjustments to bright engrams to allow players to get the items they want more often. So this is ob like obviously remove Eververse trending. It's still plastered all over the forums. And this is not the answer I think a lot of people wanted. Realistically, we knew they weren't going to rip Eververse out of the game unless they had like a massive attitude attitude change. Mm -hmm. So what do you what do you think of this, Diddy? Um, ghosts, sparrows, and ships are going to be put into the reward pools. I don't understand the line of we'll provide a gameplay path to earn bright engrams and all contained rewards, including event engrams. The only I mean, there's obviously a gameplay path to earn bright engrams, but not event engrams. I just don't I don't quite understand this line like. You guys already have a system to get bright engrams in the game. It's not that great. Yeah, it's... I mean, they mentioned later on that they're still adjusting the bright engram XP level up, like, numbers, because they think they acknowledge they think it takes too long. But yeah, that's that's too vague for me to get excited about anything moving out of Eververse into uh, activity-based rewards. I mean, that's it says we'll provide a gameplay path. I mean, they probably haven't decided what that path is yet. So that means it's probably not going to come anytime soon. And that's not soon enough. <laughs> in my opinion, it's, I don't know. The direct purchase thing. Cool. Um, but here, here's the deal. Eververse's biggest problem is the fact that it feels subtractive. It shouldn't be subtractive. It should be additive. You should have the complete game with yeah. lots of stuff and lots of things to go collect within the game just from the game's sake. And then on top of that, if the players feel so compelled, you can go and do Eververse stuff. The problem is it feels subtractive. It feels like you have vacuum cleaned out a lot of cool stuff that would have normally have been earned just by playing the game in Destiny 1 would have just been strike-specific loot and raid ships and sparrows and shaders, all that stuff, and just all right in the Eververse. So this still doesn't solve the Eververse problem. This is, I mean, it's, Endgame is still a huge problem here. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And they they do mention also, moving forward, that they, they've begun implementing the changes for Crimson Days. Crimson Days, of course, we confirmed last week that that is coming back. That's February 13th, and then they're going to do even more changes as well in Season 3. So we're going to see some, you know, like a drip feed of Eververse changes coming through to us. Like I said, and like you said, it's not drastic enough, and it's not soon enough for it to really entice us or want us to participate in the Eververse yet. Eververse was a symptom of the problem, but not the problem. I think that's right. always been our thing. Like, we're not stoked on it, but the main thing we're not stoked about is because endgame doesn't lack the meatiness that it had in destiny one and even destiny one you can criticize it for not being meaty enough so um let's move on to the xp rates they say right now it's too slow in general and lopsided towards grinding specific activities we want to fix that without making those activities low value to players who aren't grinding them our first attempt turned out to be unworkably buggy so we're having to investigate other angles we will continue to update you as we move forward again vagaries um no no real answers there uh, to be honest like so i when i say that they have the intent to improve it but <laughs> this was supposed to be the how we're improving it not we have an intent yeah. to improve it i mean it had been 43 days since the 
for the first State of Destiny 2 post where they did a bullet point list of what they had on a whiteboard in the back room of ideas that they wanted to change or implement or whatever. And it's still really vague here. I mean, they do give some specifics and let's, let's just rewind here back to Crimson Days. They do give specifics about what the Crimson Days event is. And I think a lot of us in the community are cautious about Crimson Days in general because it is a live event. Uh, it's, of course, it's free. And with what happened with the dawning, we're all like, uh, what is going to happen here? So with Crimson Days, they specify completing a nightfall raid and Crimson Days milestones during the Crimson Days event will reward you with an exclusive legendary emote, weapon skin, ex and exotic sparrow, respectively. And then also players will earn double engrams at level up, one Crimson Engram and one Illuminated Engram, which is the Eververse, of course, uh, for the duration of the event. And they don't specify how long it is. I'm going to assume one, two, three weeks, maybe. Uh, whenever. Until Season 3, because they don't give a date for that either. Uh, Crimson Engrams can also drop from completing the Crimson Days match and from completing the Crimson Days milestone on each character. Crimson Days match, I guess that's PvP-based. They don't specify there. Uh, each en Crimson Engram is very strongly weighted to new rewards when decrypted until all new event items have been obtained. So if we think back to the dawning uh, drop rates and earn rates, uh, took what, that 800,000 minutes of gameplay to uh, get all the dawning <laughs> items from, from Eververse? Uh, hopefully with that last bullet point there, it's gonna be sped up uh, just a little bit at least, maybe 600,000 minutes. <laughs> a generous, a generous shaving off of 200,000 minutes. Hey, that's 25% bonus. Oof. Boom, right there. Uh, let's talk about the stuff that is coming in the very near future. So January 30th, we're getting Masterwork Armor. This Masterwork Armor will provide an increased damage reduction while using your super. I think this is a positive. The Masterwork system uh, is a nice little cherry. It's not uh, a fundamental improvement. I don't like cherries unless they're in a pie. Really? You don't like the <laughs> fake ones? Mar what are they called? Marchino cherries? Maraschino cherries. I mean, yeah, I do put them in uh, Manhattans because that's, that's my favorite cocktail. But Okay. Uh, just regular cherries? Nah. Regular cherries, man. But the fake ones that are just like sugar water? Oh, man. Those are good, dude. I mean, there's a reason <laughs> they just douse them in sugar so that you yeah. get them to eat it. So <laughs> yeah, they get, that's right. They get you to eat it. <laughs> Little crack cherry. Um, raid rework is coming on January 30th as well, and this one is positive. So they're updating the raid rewards to make them more unique and interesting. Nice. So essentially, um, feature mods with raid-specific perks, and we are adjusting the rewards to ensure a raid item drops from each major encounter. Should have been there from the start. Fantastic that you're adding it. The raid vendor will also directly sell Leviathan and Eater of Worlds armor and weapons for mm. purchase with raid tokens and legendary shards. Fireteam chat appropriately pointed out, I kind of thought that was the point of the raid vendor in the first place, right? Was if you didn't get what you want, you'd do that. And then finally, they're adding a ghost and raid-specific perks. Um, I said that as a singular when it's a plural. Ghost with raid-specific perks that has a chance to drop from the Leviathan and Eater of Worlds final encounters. We intend to return to creating more raid and other activity unique rewards in the future. So that's coming January 30th. That's the soonest stuff that you guys can expect. I think there are two positive steps. Uh, they're not going to be big enough probably to bring anybody back. But, dude, I need to get myself a Midnight Coup. I want it. I still don't have it. <laughs> Which one is that? That's the hand cannon? Mm -hmm. You have to play the game, Diddy, to yeah. actually earn ah, the stuff. That's important. Darn. 
Mm-hmm. Don't worry. Well, I got the raid sword from a clan Ingram. I didn't have to play the, yeah, the we're raid. Set. We're set. <laughs> I'm making I'm a joke set the fact there, that right? both Diddy and I haven't played in probably a week and a half, two weeks. It's just Curse of Osiris mm-hmm. has been demoralizing, and uh, we'll we'll be coming back. But it, just give us a reason to come back more often. Yeah. What's going on in February, yep. dude? February update: strike scoring and high score tracking. Da, da, da. Woo! I mean, I was really excited when they implemented this in Destiny One. Uh, also, it's uh, so I'm excited to see it come back finally. Strike scoring is coming to the Nightfall and replacing the current time limit mechanic. That is actually very exciting because a lot of people, I know a lot of people who are complaining about that time limit. Uh, the scoring is similar to the Destiny 1 system, but with a few adjustments to emphasize competitive execution of strike objectives and support for player selectable score modifiers. Ooh, selectable player yes. modifiers. That's awesome. In February, Nightfall High scores will be exposed in-game via new emblems and will unlock rewards. We have also we also have plans for clan and community high scores in the works. So, leaderboards in-game, we've wanted it forever. They've mentioned it. It's coming soon, TM. Nice. This is good. I I honestly think this is good on a handful of levels. You and I I think it's safe for me to say we liked the timed nightfall aspect, but mm-hmm. part of me can't help but miss not having a time limit because soloing nightfalls with the time limit is something that I leave to the good old SC Slayer Slayerage folks. <laughs> um, I used to solo nightfalls quite a bit in Destiny 1, and I thought it was a very cool, rewarding thing to do, and I just haven't had that same experience with D2. I would like to not see the timing go away forever. I mean, I... I don't know how complicated development-wise it would be to to leave a time attack mode in the game since they already have all the pieces for it. Maybe it is too complicated, but I like that there's this idea of player-selectable score modifiers, um, the clan and community high score thing in the works. Again, it's not a specific time frame, but it is, I would say, a direct... Lots of people have talked about doing this, and here they are saying, yep, we're pursuing it. Yep, agreed. Mods 2.0 is uh, underway. Work is underway in a full rework of armor and weapon mods. This will focus on reducing redundant mods, more unique theming, and greatly increasing their impact on your power. We are aiming for a February release, but the scope of the rework could push parts or all of it out to early spring. We will be evaluating how mods play into Bright Engram economy as a result because we're sensitive to -to pay-to-win outcomes. So... Here's, here's what you do, guys. This is the backbone of how you are going to fix your game in the short term. If you create a badass, robust mod economy, if you make mods that really enhance and change gameplay, that are tough to acquire, and are pursuits that we get to just work towards that enhance our builds, this is what can save your game. So if you need to push this out to early spring to do it right, do it right. Get mods and mod stuff the heck out of the bright engram economy they don't belong there that's how you avoid that pay to win worry you just pull them completely out of the engram stuff i'm passionate about this one diddy because if they do this right this is your easy ticket to an an engaging thing to bring players back for uh yeah agreed i mean right now as it stands i don't care about mods at all i'm just going to use whatever gear i want regardless of what the mod 
or what if it doesn't have a mod on it i don't care i like the gun i'm going to use it or i like the armor i'm going to use it mods 2.0 if it gives me incentive to do some type of mod farming hey i'll do it uh, because it's going to give me a reason to play the game yes Quick play improvements. We are adjusting game mode rules to increase the pace of gameplay and power ammo acquisition in quick play, i.e. probably, um, I don't know, faster heavy spawns, that's that, but increase the pace of gameplay. Are, are we talking about, no, it's quick play. It's not tuning. It's not sandbox. What could change it other than putting, maybe changing objective timers, I guess? Ah, I don't know. Objective timers, I mean, uh, the, the amount of points that a kill earns or a, a headshot that's earns. It. That's or it something right there. Like Game mode rules, yep. Power ammo acquisition in quick play. I mean, just give more power ammo so that people die faster, right? So that your score increases <laughs> that's <right>. quicker. <laughs> that's an artificial way to <laughs> make the quick play timer go down. <laughs> yep. PC tower chat. We're adding text chat to the tower for the PC version of the game. Heck yes. Oh my gosh. Thank goodness. LFG, baby. It's coming. Exotic repetition reduction. That one's self-explanatory. Fire team members. Can we pause really quick? Yes. On the LFG note, what's going to be the point of guided games once they implement this, right? (laughs) Notice how guided games is just completely not mentioned at all in any of this. Social team, what are you doing? I mean, I think it's mentioned later on, but it's like, yeah, we're going to think about it. That's it. We'll we'll get to it eventually, but I I think it's later on in the the article, but it's just like, it's not... Fall 2018. Fall 2018 or sooner, all they say, the future of guided games. They don't even know, dude. Yeah, the this this PC chat implementation, if it's successful, I mean, I'd like to see it in on the console as well. I mean, you can do it, right? Other mm-hmm. games do chat on console. It, it could happen. You don't need guided games after this, guys. <laughs> Fire team members on the destination map. Finally. Wait a second. Are you telling me that there are <laughs> we games have in which that exists? <laughs> Oof. Wow. Oh, it seems self-explanatory, but it's probably very complicated. And some poor programmer is just like, no, no. <laughs> well, if you think a way the network, if you think the way the networking works, right, it's like it networks or connects you to a different instance whenever you load into a new zone. So it's a very like you have to talk to one another through that and in order to show it. And it's I'm sure, like you said, it is complicated, but it's just like. That's a nice quality of life improvement that's going to go way underappreciated for the amount of time that they're spending to fix it or to implement it, I should say. Yep. Spring 2018, we're taking the time we need in development of Expansion 2 that will allow us to react to player feedback from Curse of Osiris. Of course. In the, in the coming months, we'll talk to you more about what you can expect to find in Destiny 2's new story. The team is eager to show you what they've been working on. Independent of Expansion 2, the team will deliver a number of new features that will be released before or during Season 3. Every player of Destiny 2 will receive new content in the following categories. So, um, uh, does that sound like an Expansion 2 delay? We're taking the time we need in development of Expansion 2? That's how I read it. Sounds like they probably pushed it April to May. That's definitely what's that. That's how I read it. Because if we go to the timeline, they never committed to March, right? But March would have made the most sense if they wanted a consistent DLC schedule, right? I mean, Curse of Osiris came out in December, which was the last month of the quarter. 
March is the last month of the quarter for DLC 2. That would have been projected. That would have been nice in their quarterly sales. This to me reads, yeah, we're going to need some time because it was obviously already in development and uh, they're taking our feedback and they're quote unquote improving the DLC 2 based on our feedback. Uh, but this is identical to what happened with House of Wolves, right? House of Wolves mm-hmm. was rumored to release in March based on the Dark Below that came out in December of 2014. They said, yep, we're going to push it back. And it was May by the time we got House of Wolves. So I'm going to expect the same thing happening here with DLC 2 or expansion 2 as they're calling it. May is when we're going to see it. Season 3, I still expect maybe March. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think DLC 2 delayed. Good. I don't want more more few more story if, missions if it was another curse of osiris that'd be it that'd be a nail in the coffin for pretty much the rest of the community whoever's staying for destiny 2 that would be like okay that's it so if they're improving it fine do it so uh spring 2018 guys the crucible changes crucible ranks are coming a heck of a lot sooner than what we thought beginning with season three they're introducing seasonal crucible ranks so these are seasonal they will not carry past the season it sounds like there are two There's Valor. This is a progression rank that goes up as you complete matches. Winning helps you move up faster, but there are no loss penalties. This reminds me very, very much of the XP system from Halo 3. And then the other one is Glory, a progression rank that goes up when you win and down when you lose. Performance is how you move up here. I have to tell you, I'm so excited to hear, Diddy, that it is freaking win-loss. We have had so many conversations. (laughs) You are the ranked Halo Master, you have made so many in-depth discussions about the Halo ranking system. So what do you think of this? Uh, the the phrase in the glory, which is their rank, their actual like you know, skill-based rank. <coughs> performance is how you move up here. Don't shoot my horse, Diddy. Don't shoot that, my horse. I'm shooting it. I mean, it's... No! Uh, I, I respect all animals, but it's... Man... You rank goes up when you win and down when you lose, but performance is how you move up here. I think Overwatch performance based how the amount you move up or down is performance based, right? It's not going to be a static 5, 10, 50 points if you win or lose. It's going to be how well you do in that match gives you a ratio of what your maximum potential increase or decrease would be. Uh, so, I mean, it makes sense and. I will say, I'm just going to back up on a, from a larger picture perspective here. I really like the global rank, which is the Valor. Just experience just completely just grows as you play more and more. It shows players how much or how long you've been playing that activity. And then the glory, the actual skill rank. I love that distinction because uh, like you said, Halo 3 had it. Um Halo Reach had something had, had it as well, even though Halo Reach was just, it didn't really have, it had a ranking system, but it was very specific. And then something if in modern times, you think Overwatch, right? Overwatch, that border tells you how long you've been playing the game, and then your ELO or SR skill rank uh, shows you what tier you're at competitively. And I really like that. So uh, I'm excited ranks are coming in. Uh, Crucible is going to have to, I'm going to want to play Crucible with the ranks because that's entirely the reason I play Overwatch instead of Destiny 2 PvP right now is because I can grind my rank. So you'll see me in some PvP once this uh, comes out, Spring 2018. 
So I hope Valor is accessible in quick play. The screenshot sh shows us um, a competitive matchup being loaded in. And I understand Glory Glory will, if I'm just speculating, Glory is obviously the competitive rank side of thing. But I hope Valor exists across all of Crucible and not just in the competitive half. Yeah, agreed. I think you are right. The sentence performance is how you move up here. Definitely indicates a hybrid system. The reason this is a debate that we've talked about before in the Halo days is Halo 3, win-loss. It's pure win-loss. Your stats within the match did not matter. But then a lot of games moved to sort of this hybrid system. Halo 2 and Halo 3 had that, mm -hmm. right? Yep, mm -hmm. yep, exactly. And uh, a lot of games have moved to a hybrid system where wins and losses play into a big factor of how much you move up or how much you move down, but it takes into account your stats versus the other ELO of the players that are in there. So... Anyway, blah, blah, blah. Private matches are coming spring 2018 to everybody. Players will be able to invite their friends to play on the map and mode of their choosing. Yay, that existed. Um, 6v6, <laughs> that existed in Destiny 1 is what I meant to say. The 6v6 playlist is coming to you, Destiny 2, in addition to the current 4v4 game modes. Mayhem event. Mayhem will return as a limited time event during Season 3 and going forward. Additional fixes. We are making some changes to make quitting less common and behind-the-scenes security improvements to help improve the overall Crucible experience. So I think that second half is we're trying to combat DDoSing. Uh, please make it effective. That would be awesome. And then quitting penalties will be good. Diddy, 6v6 with nothing else added in there in terms of tuning. Yay, nay, or is this just sort of... Because in my mind, I think you have to throw 6v6 in there with tuning. A lot of the, the, the talk is... Hey, we like 6v6 and Destiny 1 better, but we also really like the faster time to kill. The way the game played out was so much different. There was a larger skill ceiling, it felt like. Yeah, with how team-oriented Destiny 2's PvP is right now, um, thinking of 6v6 is just a nightmare for me right now. I prefer 4v4 in multiplayer shooters over 6v6 in general because it's less chaotic. Uh, but I don't enjoy 4v4 in Destiny 2 at the moment because it's very hard to solo queue it. Uh, my sarcastic uh, or smartass light bulb went off when I heard 6v6 playlist. It reminded me of earlier in the post where they're thinking of ways to uh, speed up quick play match times. Add some more people in there, right? Yeah, it's six v one. You're not gonna win that gunfight, so have fun. Um, but the the more realistic light bulb uh, is telling me that uh, can some of the maps do six v six right now? Are they big enough? I mean, I think a lot of the ma maps right now are big enough, and of course, with a a new expansion on the horizon of this update, I think if they might do some more bigger crucible maps as well. But I think. 6v6 on some of the maps right now in Destiny 2 Crucible are it's going to be way too chaotic to really make a difference if you're a solo player or even a duo queue, right? Mm -hmm. I'm excited. I'm excited. I mean, yeah, it's going to be chaotic. There are some maps where, I don't know if you guys have been spawn trapped before, but oh god, there, there are some <laughs> maps where it's not very complicated to figure out how to do that. So without some adjustments behind the scenes, yes, it'll be chaotic. But hey, it's something we asked for. It's something they're giving. And that transitions into weapon and ability balance pass. Sandbox adjustments based on player feedback and data from the live game. Sandbox team will share specific changes as we lead up to Season 3. Same thing. They're going to do a balance pass on exotic, exotic weapon and armor. 
uh, make it better than the season two change because the season two change was nothing, not impactful. There was a not, <laughs> make make some meaningful big changes here that that that's important. Um, yeah, and again, this is the spring 2018 timeline, right? So that's the soonest apparently that we're getting a weapon and uh, armor, uh, weapon and ability balance pass, I should say. Uh, so and that's leading up to season three. So that'll come before a season three update, which at this point, from what we've read so far, it'll be balance pass, season three, and then DLC two. That's mm-hmm. what I'm anticipating. Yep. Seasonal reputation, improved Iron Banner and faction rallies, playlist repeti- repetition reduction. So the first two, seasonal reputation, you basically get to see your rep during the season, which is cool, unlocks unique rewards. Improved Iron Banner and faction rallies said absolutely nothing except we're going to try and make them better. <laughs> playlist repetition reduction, for those of you who are sick of getting the same strike over and over and the, uh, the supremacy inspire. over and over. there, Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna try and fix that end game player pursuits we agree with your feedback on the imbalance between achievement and bright engram rewards we will be making adjustments to shift more rewards into specific end game pursuits instead of a generic xp grind for bright engrams we're excited to share the details as soon as we have them worked out we're, we're gonna try and like make it not as bad but once we figure that out oh we'll tell you we'll tell you all about it the uh, multi emote wheels coming then too and vault space in the spring 50 more slots and then we're still working on a longer term solution you can't make it up diddy what so we'll mention the longer term thing later on but 50 extra slots in spring 2018 what (sighs) sooner please (laughs) that's what i'm trying to get at like what just just do it come on let's do it let's go yep yep pc clan chat is coming that's awesome cool and then heroic strike changes (laughs) introducing modifiers to add more gameplay variety to the experience so that is spring all right diddy the final bit fall 2018 or sooner item collections and records so long-term solutions and i think record books what was that sorry that this is the bullet point for the long-term solution to vault space. Mm-hmm. That's what I think. That's what I read it as. But I agree with you. Records, record books. Let's do it. Yes, bring those back. That was awesome. Weapon slot and archetype improvements. Vague. <laughs> I can't. I can't read this one with a straight face. Additional crucible playlists, e.g., Rumble. Rumble Fall in 2018. 2018. Or sooner. They do clarify. Or, or, or sooner. <laughs> So this is this will be this list is a trickle feed through the summer hopefully instead of a big drop fall 2018. Better clan rewards, masterwork exotics, pinnacle weapon and gear improvements, trials of the nine improvements, shaders and dismantling. <laughs> oh my god! The future of guided games. Oh, and this is the address solo versus fire team matching. Yeah, we'll we'll work on. <laughs> Oh, man. Okay, what sucks What sucks is a lot of these improvements, when they come to be, that's cool, and I'll want to play Destiny at this point, but some of these you've got to laugh. Fall 2018, to get back, essentially, most of the things that were in Destiny 1 Year 3. So that that's where we're at. Yeah, like, okay, the shaders and dismantling. <laughs> Fall 2018. I mean, obviously, that tells us it's a very low-priority issue, Wait, wait, no, 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 no. Did you know what it is? 
by the time you've actually dismantled the shaders, it will be fall. It'll be fall 2018. There it is. Yep. <laughs> that is the reason. Like by the time they implement a fix for it, you won't need it because you'll have spent the entire time not playing the game and dismantling shaders because that's better. Um, the, the future of guided games, right? They have no idea what they wanted this to be and they have no idea what they want it to be right now. Obviously, this list is not as detailed and more vague because it's a longer term vision, right? They want to do some implementations of some concrete details first. So that's why we don't have any details here. But Guided Games, man, is a just it's still a huge question mark. What do you, are you trying to ugh, I can't even talk. What are you trying to make it be? That's what is it? Anything but LFG. Anything but an effective matchmaking system for end game <laughs> playlists that people actually want to play. It's, I don't know. It's like you said, it's invalidated as soon as tower chat is implemented into the game because I'm literally just going to load in my tower. I'm going to tell people looking for two more nightfall. I already do that with our clan. I'm excited to do that with our clan chat because, like previously, I'm just messaging everybody in the clan, like, want a nightfall, want a nightfall. And then somebody whispers back, which is cool. But all right, let's get down to the conclusion of this. Is it too little, too late? I am not the kind of person that want to offer that wants to offer a um, definitive, conclusive statement that's like, I am done with this. It will never get better. <laughs> because there have been games that get better over time. And I actually, after reading this, think, oh, all right, it could. It's going to hemorrhage players between now and then, and it totally should. I mean, there's no reason to really stick around unless you're coming back to try out an event, unless you're coming back to try out the expansion. So I'm not going to do a definitive, it's dead, it's doomed, it's screwed. But Bungie, actions speak louder than words. Let's start seeing yep. these. Let's see the dominoes fall. Let's see it snowball. I would have wanted a all-hands-on-deck approach. But I think you guys probably didn't have that luxury anymore after all the missed due dates. So what do you think, Diddy? Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, it's I, I think this timeline, thankful that we have the timeline, I think it's just too slow. Like you said, they need more people working on it quicker to you know produce more results in a more timely manner than that. Uh, but I think I had this conversation on Twitter a lot with some people. I think that... There are just way too many good games out there right now. And on that point, I'm going to do promotion on your video that you put out earlier this week uh, of the, the top, I think it was top six games that Destiny players should play during content drought. And all of them that you recommend are fantastic. Obviously, the easiest comparison is Warframe. One, mm -hmm. because it's free. Uh, and two, because it's a lot of fun and the, the community uh, helps a lot. But, you know, the caveat is, it's a very steep early learning curve to figure out what the F you're doing in that game. And, but there are just so many good games right now for us to wait on Destiny 2 right now, right? Let's, let's just don't hit your head against the wall that is Destiny 2 right now trying to have fun when you can just go load up another game and have fun in seconds. I think, I think that's, as a community, we need to stop really like dwelling on the bad, yeah, we can still talk about it, but we can also enjoy other games at the same time. I think I couldn't agree more, and thanks for the shout-out. Yeah, my my goal in 2018, and a big one, is play games that you enjoy, 
make videos and talk about games that you enjoy. And out of those six games, I said very clearly, there is no other Destiny. None of these games will Mm-mm. supply all the feel goodies that Destiny does because Destiny, Destiny is one unique. Is the answer right? But it's yeah, Destiny cool. still. <laughs> I'm going to be playing Destiny One quite a bit, probably over the summer and over the next few months because it's fun. I've got a record book to wrap up, but I'm not going to sit stew and be angry and disappointed um, because we can't change Bungie, guys. We can't. We've been critical. We've voiced our opinions. We're going to continue to be constructively critical especially in the podcast i've had people asking well what are you and diddy gonna do you guys gonna quit right now and it's like no we're not gonna quit we're going to see this thing through at least for the near future because just like you guys we had a really cool experience during destiny one and no it wasn't perfect but it was full of strong memories and i want to believe that destiny 2 can improve at some point down the road i sure as heck am not going to spend each day gaming time on Destiny 2, I might come back for a weekly, might come back for a raid here and there. But play things that are enjoyable. You know, games are fun. We originally start playing games because they're fun. And it's hard with investment-type games, dude. It's like your daily hangout. It's like going down to the local restaurant where all your buddies are heading there each Friday night. And then all of a sudden, they start going to different bars or different restaurants. And before you know it, you're the last guy there. And you're complaining to the bartender all the time. Well, sometimes it's okay to go to the other restaurants. <laughs> Sometimes it's okay to go with your friends down the street to this other place and hang out there and, you know, come back to the restaurant down the road when it improves and they've got the deluxe nachos for two bucks cheaper, right? Ooh, deluxe nachos. It's I don't know what I'm going to have right now. tonight. Oh, yeah. It's so on my mind. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you guys want to sound off and let us know what you think about the update, our Discord server is discord.me slash destinytheshow. And our Twitter is at destinytheshow. We love reading and hearing from you guys. We talk with you in Discord regularly, but just getting some more specific feedback about what do you think of this dev update? It's too little too late. Are you going to wait? What are you going to do in the in-between? So, Diddy, where can people find your content? Twitter.com slash Diddy, D-T-S, D-I-T-T-Y, D-T-S, and YouTube.com slash Wooshness, W-O-O-O-S-H-N-E-S-S. You can find all the links from today and more, there weren't many, on our website, DestinyTheShow.com. Like I said, you can follow us on Twitter at Destiny the Show. You can follow me at BBK Dragoon on both Twitter and YouTube. Thanks for listening. Thanks for the support, Guardians. We'll talk with you next week. Bye.